0: and hello again everyone welcome to another edition of the Bavada at odds podcast i'm your host seth everett the head odds maker at bovada sportsbook is patrick morrow and patrick uh, this is our first show for 2021 and we've got nfl playoffs and covid does not leave our
1: 2021 kind of looks a lot like 2020 so far but uh, i'm gonna try and be
0: optimistic the news coming down yesterday that the cleveland browns coach and five players uh, tested positive because of co- uh, with COVID nineteen. Here's the question: um, They have they can't practice. This is a playoff game they're getting ready for, and it's a big money game. I have to ask you: What happens at Bavada? But secondly, doesn't this game need to be postponed?
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, when this was announced, uh, the Steelers were four and a half uh, point favorites at home. Uh, immediately moved to six. Uh, a lot of uncertainty in this game. It's, and I, I mean, as we've seen with uh, the Ravens earlier in the season, and everything else, I mean, this stuff can continue to trickle out. Uh, what if this extends to the players? I mean, they're, they're clearly, they're, they're, there is massive disruption here. And this is, you know, interesting bookmaking uh, exercise for us at Bavada, because often we are tasked with the job of trying to uh, sort out, trying to quantify uh, player impact or missing players. Uh, there's been this idea that uh, an all-star quarterback, for example, is worth uh, anywhere from between maybe six or even nine points to the point spread. But what is preparation worth? Uh, how exactly do we quantify digitally going through drills? Um, and it, you know, it's it's clearly impactful. Uh, and what the marketplace has told us so far, what our sharp bettors have told us uh, in the early days is that, you know, clearly this has affected uh, the Browns. Chances of winning this game uh, by at least a few percentage points. Uh, right now, about three percentage points. Looking at that money line right now, so it's 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 you know this was the NFL's worst uh, nightmare so far. That a playoff game, an elimination game, a money game, as you put it, is now potentially in doubt. Uh, when it came to the Super Bowl, the NFL has talked about being pretty open about flexibility regarding dates uh, you know, wanting to ensure that the two teams playing for the ultimate prize will be healthy, that all players will be accounted for. And the integrity of that matchup will be uh, without question. Uh, I don't really know what the NFL does here in this wild card spot. We, I think we all know what they should do, but uh, as this season progressed and different teams had different rules, different situations had different front office interpretations, uh, it's really wait and see for us at Bavada. And again, uh, like we have all year, we're dialed into those social media tweets. We have the Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and more, all that going directly to our phones the second that they do anything. So we'll be ready. But again, a uh, good opportunity for Sharps that we're able to quickly pounce on the Steelers at four and a half, assuming that game does take place.
0: You know, there's, there's no secret that there are protocols in place, but this is a playoff game and it's not a regular season game, you could argue should the Browns have played without six starters against the Steelers in the regular season finale. You know, that, And that was a win, uh, but they were without six starters and the offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, Scott Peters, wide receivers coach, Chad O'Shea, all those players were out. Now, they can come back, but there are five new cases, including wide receiver Kadaral Hodge and pro bowl guard Joel Batonio. Uh, where the players to test positive. The coaches, it's the head coach, um, first of all, Kevin Stefanski, and two additional members of his coaching staff. So I would say postpone the game. Play it Tuesday. Play it Wednesday. And this is why I wanted a buffer week. This is why I wanted to have all these things, because I don't know that you punish a franchise for getting COVID. You don't know how everybody got COVID. And I'm not going to sit here and make assumptions that they were partying, that they were having holiday gatherings, or that they were going to meetings without masks. You don't know that. Somebody knows that, but not me. And I don't, want, I don't make assumptions when it comes to people's health. And to punish the Browns is unfair. Now, I understand from a betting standpoint, but from a health, a public health standpoint, you want to take the field against the Cleveland Browns? You, first of all, they have 11 players that have been with, with COVID in the last two weeks. You don't think there are other players there and their facility is, is down. They're playing a team. This is a playoff game. And I, I know the money involved, but man, you should really consider having the, the NFL postpone this game.
1: How unfortunate is this for a team like Cleveland as well with, uh, you know, they finally made it into the back into the playoffs. Uh, they kind of limped in. They needed a, you know, the Steelers uh, to go without the majority of their starters. Uh, they kind of scraped by the Jets. Uh, they've been dealing with COVID problems for more than a couple of weeks now. And yeah, it's it seems bizarrely optimistic to think that uh, well, this is it. That we're not going to get more COVID uh, announcements from the team. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really understand how the NFL can plan to proceed. They can they can be they can be as hopeful as they like, but I mean, uh, given what we've seen, what we know about the situation, uh, I mean, if we want that to be the right amount of players playing for each team, the guys that have you know slugged it out all year came back to play this season. Uh, you know, I think of uh, all those linemen and players that opted out from the Patriots due to very reasonable health concerns, given potential comorbidities for guys of that size. uh, It's really, really tough to now get to the first week of the playoffs and know that the Browns are playing with, uh, you know, however many players impacted that we know of today, coaching staff impacted. It's it, it feels like this is something that should be happening in preseason with all these missing players, not the first round of the NFL playoffs. I don't know what the fix is. Uh, you you can you can delay it by maybe a couple of days. Maybe you can delay it longer than that. I think the problem with the NFL is, okay, what is our threshold for how long we can delay this game relative to the competitive balance for the rest of the rounds? Maybe the Browns are just going to be the sacrificial lamb, the way that the Broncos were for the Saints.
0: But the Broncos were, and the Saints were playing regular season games. That, that's the difference here. And I just, I don't, I, I think it's an afterthought. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, Brian McCarthy, the NFL spokesman, said there is no change to the status of Sunday night's game, but that con- and that contact tracing is still ongoing. Uh, the Browns shut down their practice facility for the fifth time in 10 days. So it's, it's a fluid story. Obviously, if you're listening to this and there's been a change in the story, well, we're not posting daily podcasts. We're posting weekly podcasts, and uh, we're doing the best we can. But the reality of it is is it just seems like for the playoffs more uh safeguards should be in place and you should give the the browns a fighting chance and uh, I I don't know that that's happening cuz I y- you went into bubbles for the baseball playoffs you went into bubbles for the hockey and the basketball playoffs and these they're just you know it's out there and to punish the browns for getting covid um that sounds crazy to me you know there are plenty of people who are taking this very seriously wearing masks being safe and they go to an atm and they get covid you know what i mean like you, n- you never know how this can happen i get tested regularly and i don't go anywhere but you know what i do i i, I go to the drugstore I, you know you do occasional things and you never know
1: yeah and i think that's a great point about you really don't want to blame anybody and even outside of sports uh I've been really cautious about uh, you know being judgmental about where these cases are coming from, how they occur, because it's not necessarily a, a, you know an irresponsible, responsible red state, blue state. This is a highly infectious thing. This is happening you know, in record numbers in a place like California, where they are taking this very seriously. They booted out the San Francisco 49ers. They've stopped uh, having a lot of sports. They've uh, done lockdowns. And this is a very difficult thing to stop, especially if you're allowing people to have uh, any semblance of freedom over the holidays or just in their day-to-day lives. So uh, I would, I I think uh, the fans would certainly appreciate a lot more compassion there if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, but if you're a fan of uh, just good sports being played at the highest level, you would want to see the Cleveland Browns there with the proper week of prep with all their players. They're playing. This is, this is the team that got beat up uh, just due to the rigors of a 17 week season. This is you know an invisible pathogen just infecting the competitive balance, which you know, we kind of held our nose during the regular season and uh, you know we let the Saints Bronco situation happen. Uh, the Ravens got all the accommodations in the world and uh, it really is tough for a franchise like the Browns to be faced with this going into Sunday. Um, hopefully their digital walkthroughs are enough. Hopefully there's no other cases and uh, but even you know, we're already conceding that they have been impacted in a way that, has moved the line, has moved the expectation, has given the Steelers a competitive edge in that game for Sunday.
0: All right, let's take a look at the rest of the games. Uh, There are five other games in this super wild card weekend. Uh, And let's stay in the AFC. We're not going to do any more on Brown Steelers, but we will look at Colts-Bills, and that's at Orchard Park. I thought the line was bigger than I would have thought for a playoff game.
1: Yeah, so we have the line uh, currently – uh, the Bills are seven-point home favorites. Really great story. Uh, I grew up in Toronto, just a stone's throw from the Ralph, and uh, definitely took in uh, more than my fair share of Bills games growing up. Uh, tickets were a lot cheaper than they are for some of these playoff games, but they're also uh, very scarce uh, from what I've been able to see and come with a lot of uh, di- differing restrictions to get it. But I-, I think Bills faithful got to be really excited. I think uh, it was pretty fun uh, watching them uh, really hit the exclamation point on their season last week by eliminating the Miami Dolphins, just absolutely taking them to the woodshed. Uh, Currently uh, about 65% of all betting handle are on the Buffalo bills in that spot. And I I mean, they look great. And not only do they look great, they look consistently great. They've been one of the uh, stronger teams from start to finish of the second half of the season. Uh, Colts have been, you know, all right. I I still have a sour taste in my mouth from how much we lost. Uh, in that Colts-Steelers game two weeks ago, giving up that massive lead that they did. Uh, Yeah, I think this is the Bills' game in this spot. Uh, I think it'll be really tough for the Colts to keep it close. Phillip Rivers, you know, he's had a nice little season. He's still not mobile in that pocket. He's still not dynamic enough. I think the Bills just put more points up on him.
0: All right, uh, the other AFC game, the Ravens and the Titans. This is the rematch from last year. And, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, the Ravens aren't this – they they looked you know they looked guaranteed to be a Super Bowl team last year. They don't look like that this year, but yet they're still talented and they need to be taken seriously, as does Tennessee.
1: Yeah, really interesting matchup uh, year over year. The over-under is uh, much higher in this one uh, than it was in their AFC matchup last year. We're looking at an over-under of 55 right now. Uh, which is the highest actually a wild card weekend uh, really does speak to the fact that the Titans can score they can score in bunches they don't really play a lot of defense, which uh, may help uh, the Ravens out a little bit this year as the Titans defense was certainly much better uh, in last year's playoff run, uh, we currently have the line as the Ravens are three point road favorites at Tennessee. Again, kind of important to note that uh, home field advantage, not quite worth what it was in previous years as uh, we're only letting in a handful of fans into some of these games. So there's not a lot of yelling and booing and cheering that could be impacting the referees. Uh, I know I know, a professional referee would say they are not impacted, but uh, you know, we do take that into account. So uh, if this was a normal year, the Ravens would probably still be slight road, road favorites in this spot, but I think it would definitely be below three points. You're talking about a one maybe... Two point favorite off that key number of three. As it currently stands at Bovada, the spread money is about 50 50, but on the money line itself, we're seeing about 60% of all bets on the Tennessee Titans.
0: What was the money and what were the props like on Derrick Henry and his quest for 2,000 yards, which he reached in week 17?
1: Derrick Henry, what an absolute uh, banger of a season. A bit of a throwback to see a running back. Uh, get over 2,000 rushing yards like that. Yeah, you don't that. see that uh, anymore. We didn't
0: it, used have- to be, it used to be something that, you know, what, it was still a rarity, but it was, it was something that you kind of saw once in a while, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's this idea that running backs have really become replacement-level assets in the NFL. I mean, you don't really see guys with long careers anymore. Certainly not getting those big contracts as much. You know, Le'Veon Bell, uh, maybe one of the last ones to uh, – you know, paved the way. I know he was very excited about some of the running backs that uh, hit Pater uh, leading into this season. But yeah, Derrick Henry really is, uh, for lack of a better word, he is a beast. It, it's incredible what he did. We didn't have a specific prop on him uh, or any running back uh, reaching 2,000 yards, but uh, Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing paid out at 10 to 1 as a preseason yeah. prop to start the year. So some people uh, were did pretty well for themselves cashing out on that one.
0: There you go. I see we were, we were close to something. All right. Those are the AFC playoffs. Now let's take a look at the NFC. We'll start it with the Saturday game. There's two of them. Uh, the Seahawks hosting the Rams. This is the third time they're facing each other. Uh, Seattle is a slight favorite. Tell me what you know about the Rams and Seahawks.
1: Rams and Seahawks. So we have the Seahawks currently as a four-point favorite at Bovada. Uh, yeah. And one of our, the lowest, pardon me, the lowest over under of the weekend posts at 42 and a half. And I mean, if you're talking about two teams that with just polar opposite styles, uh, the Rams real lockdown defense, really just one of the best, if not the best on that side of the ball this season, but offensively just disaster. And Seattle, of course, is that opposite. Russell Wilson is phenomenal. He extends plays. He puts up highlight reel, uh, you know, instances every single week that he's out there but he has had frustrations with the Rams. And I think that's indicative of the fact that this is a very low spread. No one's really betting excitedly on the Rams each week, but uh, they have kept a lot of games close, uh, especially when their QB is not turning the ball over and creating points uh, for the other side. So uh, as it currently stands as noted as uh, Seattle four point favorites at home, uh, only 55% of the betting uh, handle on the Seahawks in that spot. Uh, Rams, uh, a little bit more popular with some of our sharp bettors so far, whereas, uh, the so-called retail or public money is favoring uh, the Seattle Seahawks in that spot.
0: The other game is, you know, on paper, it looks like a mismatch. The seven and nine Washington football team hosting Tampa Bay. But I I, I will say this, does anybody bet against Tom Brady? Not necessarily. And could Washington give Tampa Bay a, a threat? It's a Washington home game. They they were the division winner, uh, even though Philadelphia rolled over for them. Um, it's a pretty big line in favor of the Bucks.
1: Yeah, that's... You know, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks all year, and you, I, I think you have to credit part of that to Tom Brady and then to an extent Gronk and then to an extent Antonio Brown kind of just getting accustomed to their new team. I mean, that's a pretty difficult thing to do, uh, especially just where he came from it was the model of consistency for his entire career before jumping ship to the bucks jumping ship to the bucks I didn't even plan that jumping ship to the bucks uh, and Bruce Arians and having to learn an entire new system uh acclimatize himself to a brand new roster brand new expectations uh so I think they kind of you know finished the year on a high note uh, they look good. They look, uh, they look really strong. And uh, to contrast to a Washington football team that is only in the playoffs because they are in the NFC East. Uh, it's, and because as you noted, Philadelphia uh, rolled over for them. I mean, there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Washington that's reflected uh, in the betting so far as the Patriots as eight and a half point road favorites are one of the more popular uh, bets this weekend, only behind the Steelers. And part of that is again, a lot of uh, bets just on information, just on the breaking COVID news coming in on the Steelers in that spot. So uh, do I think Washington can hang? I mean, the one thing that I am high on with Washington is that defense, that defense is legitimate. They give teams fit. They are really, really strong. Uh, I just don't know that uh, Tom Brady makes enough mistakes. I, I think Tampa Bay, uh, Washington's going to need an early score. They're going to need maybe a, perhaps a turnover score. Uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I'm not that convinced that, you know, Alex Smith, great story. I, it's, it's quite nice that Washington was able to do that for him. I, I loved how they uh, turned his knee brace into a Lombardi trophy. Uh, that's more of a fantasy than I think anywhere close to reality. Uh, Tampa Bay probably gets it done, but, you know, Washington's defense can keep it close. I think that's the best that they can hope for. And it's the NFL. It's one game. They don't play best four to sevens. They can absolutely win this. There's a reason why the Tampa Bay Bucks are only minus four twenty favorites. They are not minus ten thousand favorites. Uh, so it's out there. It's possible. I, I don't like their odds. Uh, they will need to make something happen and uh, show a little bit more uh, dynamism than they did against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night.
0: And finally, the uh, Saints at the Superdome taking on the the Chicago Bears. Uh, the saints had their own COVID issues. Uh, there's no secret, but they seem to be, uh, okay. And that's another mismatch of a line. I just was surprised. There are so many mismatches in the, in a league that, uh, really there's more than one contender in each conference.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm kind of wondering a little bit what I'm maybe missing in this game. And, uh, I think, uh, when you look at the Chicago bears, uh, same story for as long as I've been following the Chicago Bears, really, really good defense, uh, really impactful defense and question mark at QB, whether it was Trubisky to start the year, Nick Foles in the middle and right back to Mitchell Trubisky uh, coming this Sunday. It's You don't really know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get someone who's probably going to make uh, a questionable pass or two in that game to say nothing about uh, the accuracy when he's actually throwing to his own players. But uh, I, I think that Bears defense can keep it close. Uh, the one thing going in the Saints' favor is they are playing where they play best. They're playing at home. That is where Drew Brees is comfortable. That is where he is able to, uh, you know, hit his checkdowns, hit his longer throws when he is inclined to still try and make those. He hasn't thrown as many this year as he has in the past. Uh, I think the Bears, you know, I, it's, it's odd that the Bears are 10-point dogs, right now i'd say i like them a little bit more than the washington football team uh as eight and a half point dogs against tampa bay but uh you know that saint's defense is no slouch either i think that they can really force trubisky to make some kind of mistakes as well you know if, if the saints get up to a couple early scores i think that's it it's done the chicago the chicago team doesn't have comeback in them especially if their play calling gets predictable Uh, You know, they can try the quarter L Patterson end arounds. They can try some check downs Mitch uh, running with the ball uh, works for them at times. Uh, But yeah, I have no real feel for how this will go. And I think our betters kind of feel the same way as well. Currently 10 point favorites are the New Orleans Saints. And we're seeing about a 50 50 uh, split in the betting handle.
0: There's one other football game that we need to take a look at, and that is a pretty, pretty big college football game. Now, you want to talk about a mishmash season? Yeah, a mishmash season indeed. Uh, How they got here? They got here. Uh, Ohio State, who just has a chip on their shoulder because no one thinks they played enough games to warrant being in there. And everybody said, you know, what they're saying is, well, you're just jealous. You wish you could beat us. And they think they're better than everybody else. And then there's the king of arrogance, the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, and, you know, all their defiance all summer. And it just it's a very fitting. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, Patrick. And I I I say this with the epitome of honesty. I don't like either team. (laughs) I don't don't (laughs) feel good about either team. So give me incentive. Tell me a reason to bet either one.
1: Okay. Uh, very quickly, I will uh, I will get away from the odds for a sec, and I, I will always I will say that I have always kind of appreciated the joylessness with which Nick Saban attacks his job. Whether it's uh, you know just you know uh, getting a smile out of that man, uh, you know you you'd think his face was about to crack, but the way that he approaches the offseason, uh, I, I think I was the moment I was smitten with him was in one of his recent championships. He was immediately interviewed. And the first thing he had to say was how far behind they were on recruiting for the upcoming season because of their playoff run and having to play that championship game. So the joylessness that he brings to win at all costs, there's this kind of, you know, if he's a win is just a relief. There's nothing to be celebrated. And I I can kind of appreciate that as someone who bets a lot as well. You know, I, I don't appreciate wins when I win a bet, but I'm furious when I lose. And uh, so I can kind of appreciate it. And I also appreciate the contrast uh, of a team that's so often been a thorn in his side uh, in Auburn. I, I love that Alabama Auburn game because Alabama is the epitome of they have, they mind their P's and Q's, they know their X's and O's, they know what they should be doing, they line up a certain way, everyone executes, and then they just flatten their opponent. Whereas Auburn, uh, look at those Gus Malzon teams, Uh, in the past anyways, uh, no longer in the future, Uh, you know, they do wacky things. They, uh, they, they fake, they do crazy play. They utilize their speed. They, uh, they bring chaos to the game. And I I think I've always appreciated those iron bowls going back to one of the more, one of the first ones that I can really appreciate uh, the Cam Newton iron bowl, where he just ran all over them and battered and bruised them. So to that extent uh, I, I can appreciate Alabama just for who they are. They are they are the closest thing to a professional team in college. And I would say Ohio state is probably pretty close to that as well. And I think, God, if anyone watched uh, fields take that hit to his lower back and say, Oh yeah, th- these kids are amateurs. Seth, if someone hit me in my back, the way fields was hit over the middle like that, <laughs> I'd be talking to you from a hospital bed right wow. now. And, and I, I'd... and he's,
0: and he's got raring to go. It's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I can't believe it. So, I mean, if nothing else, I, uh, it's, it's weird how we got here with Ohio State playing six regular season games. Uh, you know, we, we always knew the South was going to play. Uh, it's you know, football, God, and everything else after that, which not an indictment. Uh, priorities are priorities, and that's fine. So regardless of how we got here, I think we probably have the best two teams in college football standing at the end, which, listen, even before this season, the college football playoff was a mess. The BCS was a mess before that. And, uh, you know, voting and ranking teams like that, you know, wasn't particularly clean either. So uh, I do feel a bit bad for the players that had to slug it out through this season. Uh, I feel great about the two teams that are there. Uh, I am interested to see that, you know, Alabama, this is one of their best offensive teams ever that I've seen them bring to a national championship game but a bit of a defensive liability. Uh, A lot of teams scored and scored a lot on Alabama this season, which is not something you traditionally see from a Nick Saban team. Uh, It's very, very interesting to see how they will be able to stop fields. And one of the things I was watching or noticing and thinking about when watching the way Ohio State, uh, you know, not only did they pass all over Clemson, uh, six touchdowns for fields in that game, but the way they were able to run all over them. Alabama has had a pretty okay rush defense this year in terms of uh, expected yards per play. And that's something they will need to keep up against Ohio State. So Ohio State can really control the clock if they're able to move the ball the way they did against Clemson. Uh, But even if they're not running the ball, they can pass all over them, which is why uh, this over-under opened as high as it did. I think one of the highest, no, pardon me, i got to check myself. Clemson LSU was nuts last year. That got into the low 80s. So this would be the second highest over-under in college football championship history, it opened at 77, currently sitting at uh, 75 at Bovada, and it's still seeing about 60% of uh, betting handle on the over. Uh, Alabama is seven and a half point favorites in this game. It opened at seven. We're seeing majority uh, Ohio State money on the money line at plus 225, and the point spread is split about 50 50. I think it's going to be an incredible game. So many NFLers on the field. Uh, the ncaa uh you know they got a great amateur game great amateur championship game being played with a lot of future pros out there uh, a lot of first round picks as well it's going to be awesome i i hope that as we close the door on the college football season that hopefully a few players are taking uh, more hits like fields took in that one
0: that's crazy and we'll just have to wait and see uh what comes about on monday night well uh COVID be damned. we have another Bovada at odds podcast in the books. Uh, I'd be very interesting to see what takes place with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. We'll just see if the virus has any other impact on the world of sports, but know this if there are games to bet on, we know where to do it. You can go to the Bovada sports book and do just that Patrick. Have a good other week. You too. All right. We'll see you next time right here on the Bovada at odds podcast.